You are listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Melbourne to Baltimore, from London to Piraeus. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you'll never lose the latest updates and stories of the team you love. This is our team, our city, and our land. You're listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast. Welcome to the Gate 7 International Podcast, your official English source for all things Olympiakos FC and Greek football. You are listening to episode number 74. My name is Peter Thompson. I'm here with my co-host, Lambro Sirmos. Costa will be along soon. He's going to be, uh, he's making it back to his home. And, uh, well, we we lost today. Um it was it was not a fun game. Um, I think is this the first game all season in this in the league that we haven't scored a goal or one of the first? Um, Shout! It has to be the first. So, in other words, very poor today. Um, Hanu, thank you for uh, thank you for joining. As always, uh, we are live today for people who are listening to this the day after the game, but. Um, you, you uh, we are live on Twitter, Gate Seven INTL, Facebook, YouTube as well. Um, before we do get into the news that we have, I just want to say as well, if you were watching the Nova Sports live stream during the game, you probably got to see Lambro and Costa on there. Uh, I was, you know, obviously not Greek speaking, so I sat that one out. But um, great job on there, guys! You killed it, uh, Lambro. You have anything to say about the experience there? Yeah, it's it, it was a lot of fun, guys. Ni- it's nice to speak about Olympiakos in Greek as well sometimes because we talk so much English and it's I feel like my inner uh my inner Olympiakos fan comes out because when I watch the games I, I tend to speak in Greek, but it was really nice. I told them some nice stories about Hawaii and supporting Olympiakos from Hawaii and they were really interested in our story. There could be more stuff coming out from Nova Sports supporting us. We'll see. Um a lot of fun. A lot of fun this evening. I'll never forget you guys when I'm famous on you, I promise. But uh, just just a great time. Uh, and shout out to Tapulen, is this the name, I think? And uh, the guys who run it. One of the hosts is a Lubin guy, and I love Lubin so much. So it was an honor to be in the presence, even though he criticized my Bruma take of Bruma being average. But anyway, uh, I guess we have some news as well, Peter. So I'll get into the to the housekeeping news section for everyone listening. So, as you guys know, we're pretty close with Olympiacos DC. They unfortunately lost 3-0 this weekend to Lynchburg FC. If you missed the game and want to catch the replay of what happened, feel free to visit the links posted on our social medias or visit olympiacosdc.com. Go to the UPSL tab in the top right corner and click on any of the links for the previous game to watch a full replay. Guys, give them support, especially in your DC area. Uh, We'll see. Maybe in the summer, if they're still playing, we may do a little, a little gate seven support for the UPSL team. Bring some flares along, have fun with them. And with that, guys, we want to again uh, thank our pon- our sponsor, uh, Piraeus International. Piraeus International has been helping Greeks ship to and from the motherland during COVID nineteen. Shipments to Greece are going out from Baltimore, Maryland, every month. Fill any large U-Haul box eighteen eighteen by twenty four. Send it to our friends in Baltimore. And it will be shipped to the Port of Perez for only 50 US dollars. Better yet, fill any large wardrobe box and send it for $100. Give them a call at 410-675-4696 or send an email to sales at pireosintl.com. Pireos like the port in Greece. Can I just say, I think that's the first time I've not done the ad read in the I, history of the podcast <laughs> this this feels weird it feels a bit weird it has to be said um but anyway yes Piraeus international are our uh, great friends over there um we do have a few news items to get into some transfer stuff uh the bell honda rumors saga continues on um apparently he's been given an offer from the club of 5.2 million euros paid out over three years 
which is about 1.73 million per year. Um, if I recall, I forget. I when I, I'm I'm hearkening back to Adi's deep dive, and um, I think uh, that was about the figure that Adi had said was the tipping point. I think he said 1.7, um, and I think he'd related that to maybe Envila's salary or somebody else on the club's salary. Um, so I mean, that's interesting. He's uh, he's going to get back to the club with an answer to that, but. Um, I mean, it seems like we might be one of the top teams in for him, and uh, it should be interesting to look at. I'm seeing some comments about Bruma already. We'll get into Bruma later. Um, well, we'll get into him a little bit right now as well. Uh, we do have uh, some sources in the Netherlands that have told us PSV are uh, really just trying to get his wages off the books right now, and so there's potential that um, they would sell him for a relatively low fee, um, but who knows what will happen. It seems like Martins wants Bruma back, which, Coach, what are you doing, my friend? Uh, why, why do we want Bruma back? I mean, uh, yeah. anyway, um, so that's that's the update with Bruma. We'll see what happens over the summer, but, like, God, I just I wish we could find somebody else to replace him. Yeah, if I can jump in, so... On Belhanda, like I want to remind people, he was on the Wesley Schneider money. That's like what they call it in Turkey. Like all the big players, like I guess Wesley Schneider is the the I guess what is it the top, and he was making near four or four point two million euros a year, and so he's gonna have to take a pay cut to come here. Let's see what he does. There was all this news that he's making the decision at the end of the week. It's the end of the week. I haven't read anything. Maybe tomorrow morning. Our main man at Sport FM, Kosas uh, Nikolakopoulos, will give us the good story. Belhanda's coming. We'll see. And regarding Bruma, guys, we've gotten close with a few um, Dutch journalists. Don't want to say names from the time in PSV who we talked to off camera, off recording. And they gave us the actual heads up about Bruma. They'd heard, um, they heard that the team is looking to just move him on. They don't really care about the fee. It's more an issue of wages. When they brought him in from Leipzig, they uh, they put on um, they put him on big wages, and so they're trying to get rid of him, I guess, to free up some space and take a loss. So that's the news on Bruma. Uh, get rid of him, guys. I agree, but it's not going to happen. I think he's coming back for at least one more year. Um, moving on, we have news out of the UK. Supposedly, Leicester City youngster Sidney Tavares. A young Portuguese youth international, a midfielder, is heavily linked with the club. Um, an interesting one. An interesting one, I'd say. Uh, there's there's another name out there named Simon Olson of Elfsburg. Elfsburg. I'm reading the the Greek translation because I, I pulled it from Fos. Um, he's also linked. He's been playing as a midfielder in a four three three. With these two names coming out, it's. I was telling Peter this a bit off camera. Maybe this is a little bit of Mari Kamara replacement. Maybe a lot of other people have been saying, um, is this more Tiago Silva replacement? I don't know, guys. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. But just know, I, I think we're in, an, in the market for a young midfielder. Uh, these guys are both young. Yeah, well, and uh, Tavares is, you know, I think an academy player. I, I don't know, even know if he would provide impact right away. Uh, we have Costa here now. He's made it, Costa. We're just wrapping up the news. Um, I already talked about this with Lambro, but excellent job, men, on the um, on the Nova Sports live stream. You know, you you both sounded great. It was quite a bit of fun. Um, what did you think of the experience, Costa? Oh, it was fun. I'm very I'm delighted they invited us. Um, they're trying something new in Greece. I think it's you know something. In England and in Italy, fairly well established. These kind of watch-alongs, uh, they had some players on as well. Uh, no, it was good fun. Hold on. Before we go on, Stefanos Capino. Did you hear what he was saying? Like the, I'm going to be diplomatic here because we were on the show. I was listening to that. Like I was watching the game because we were off screen. I was listening to, we were listening to what he said. And he was saying so much BS. Like, this guy is just so happy he's no longer affiliated with the club and just disgraceful performances for the club when he did play for us, just a nothing player. 
but he was then saying that like the atmospheres are better in Germany at Werder Bremen and that every game is like a derby in Greece and only the derbies in Greece are good. And I was just like, get off your high horse, man. You're such a coat. You play in the second division. You don't even play there. But anyway, thank you, Nova Sports. They have no affiliation with Capino, you know that. <laughs> coat, but loved hearing Yanni Masuras on uh, on uh, Nova Sports as well. He's fantastic. Ready to have him back. Hopefully, he's not freezing to death in Poland as he was describing. It was like the coldest winter they ever had there. Something freaking hell. Well, um, hopefully, they don't hear that stuff about Capino and decide to never <laughs> interact with us again. But. Um, yeah, I mean, the last bit of news we have before we start talking about the game and uh, feel free to get your questions in about the game as well as just uh, transfer news or Olympiacos in general, and we'll do our best to answer everything. But uh, you may have seen some of this stuff about this European Super League breaking out in the morning or I guess in the afternoon uh, if you're in Europe. But basically the idea was uh, it was going to be composed of 15 teams from England, Spain, and Italy. So Bayern Munich and PSG were not to be included. They didn't want to be a part of it. And basically it, it was just like um, without any merit, these clubs are uh, going to join this league. And um, a lot of people obviously took issue to this because it doesn't give clubs like Olympiacos or even clubs like Leicester City or, you know, French or German clubs, the opportunity to compete in these top competitions. And um, it's been faced with pretty strong and widespread opposition from pretty much everybody except for the clubs who wanted to be involved in it. Uh, but it's an interesting footnote to see that once again, like these English clubs are going to be clowns. Um, and hopefully the, uh, the model as it is, which I think is generally fine, doesn't get ruined. But um, I mean, it was an absolute joke to see like Arsenal in, in a, a top European league when they haven't finished higher than like sixth in the Premier League in five years. Um, it makes absolutely no sense. But uh, hopefully this doesn't ever happen and uh, we can just move on and, and not think about it again. Costa, you have any thoughts on it? Because I definitely have some thoughts. Um, I think the reaction we saw this evening from like... So there were... Oh, I hate saying this, but like the Glory Hunter English fans, you know... Who knows where these people are from, like how they support these teams. But like, we're like, yes, European Super League, blah, blah, blah. But like the general reaction was like, this is ridiculous. This is obscene. And it's just, I, I think it was a real wake up call tonight to football as well when this came out. And it's like, these teams have way, so, way so much power. These English teams, these Spanish teams, these top sixes, like they're already bullying the Champions League to add another team of theirs to the Champions League. And it's just, it's a bit ridiculous, guys. Like, and and I really hope that they're this kind of backfires massively on them, and their their power gets taken away because shit like this is just ridiculous, man. Like, Arsenal is gonna be in the the Super League. Tottenham, what what does Tottenham want in their life? Like, this is obscene. And I think we just saw a statement. Panathinaikos has more parent in the Super League than Arsenal. I don't know if that's a that's too far of a statement. They both lost in the final, I guess. I don't know. I don't. It was just disappointing to read about. But the good thing was just the reaction and reactions from governments too. We have to say, Boris Johnson, Boris Emmanuel Johnson. Macron, both releasing statements saying they will not support this and that they're going to work with the footballing communities in their countries to stop it. Brilliant. I I, I think there's. The, the Super League forming teams are supposed to release a statement in like 10 minutes. I think it was 9.30. Uh, 9.30, what was it? UK time, so soon. Well, if we hear about that statement, we'll maybe interrupt complaining about the game today to discuss that. I I have to say just I, I don't really have strong, strong opinions uh, to voice here. I think, I think we all know, yeah. It's all about the money when it comes to UEFA. It's all about the money when it comes to these clubs, um, in particular coming out of COVID as well. I think there's this extra kind of push to create this uh, this big money league for the for the elites, so to speak. But otherwise, guys, I mean, we're not really in much of a position to uh, to, to to say much as Greek football right now, are we? To say, oh, you know, we should be there. I mean, Olympiakos has been there and thereabouts for for years on end, um, but. But as Greek football, I don't really think we've got much, 
much of a say in this matter. Let's see. I think I would like to think that we've been doing our homework while all of this has been going on uh, with uh, with Karen Bo and uh, and the backroom staff being in contact with with UEFA. So that's to be seen. Well, yeah, I guess. And, and I also feel like a lot of these types of rumors like pop up a lot every year. And I guess they vary in how serious they are. But I feel like you hear about this stuff in all sorts of different models quite a bit. And it's always like clubs with European merit. And then like Arsenal gets in, LOL. Anyway, um, let's get into the game today. Uh, unfortunate 2-0 loss to Bauk. Um, Of course, we've won the league already. But um, I don't know, guys. I still hate losing to Balk. I don't care that we've won the league. Um, we played rather poorly, which is, I suppose, to be expected. Um, I did the little uh, live with Steven before the game, um, and I predicted a 1-0 a one loss. I predicted kind of a championship hangover. Um, but I've just seen a comment from Fetanos that I was telling Lambro this exact thing in the chat. I totally agree with this, like, Avram, I respect the hell out of this guy for what he's done for the club. And I think he's like valuable as a leadership piece, but like on the pitch right now, this man doesn't have it anymore. I'm sorry. I just have to say, but um, yeah, it, it was, uh, it was not great, but I'll let you guys get into it. No, I was just looking at a comment from Vageli Sakas. Vageli, yeah, that was Labra and I on, on Nova Sports earlier. Shout yeah. out. Um, getting into the game. Um, look, of course, you don't like to lose to Balk. Um, we knew at the beginning that they they had everything to play for, and we had, you know, we were playing because it's, I mean, it's a big game against Balk, but it meant nothing to us, uh, really. It's important to look back at the last couple of games that we've played there as well. You know, it's the it's the kind of place that you go to, whether there's fans, there's no fans. The only way that you can leave Duba with something is if you play aggressive if you don't play aggressive you can't really hope for much and when you've wrapped up the league the cup game that we've got on wednesday is a bigger game than the game that we played today there you've actually got something to play for and bus is a dangerous team away from home because we're not in the cup final yet because i i hear a lot from people Oh, you know, we'll see them again in the cup final we haven't got to the cup final yet guys there's a game on wednesday it's one one Bass is a dangerous team, particularly away from home. So don't uh, don't start saying already that we're in the cup final. But just a, a few things about today's game. Um, a lot of talk about the 3-4-3. Three, three. Uh, I saw somebody in the comments was saying, get rid of it. Yeah. Um, if we didn't play 3-4-3 three, three today, guys, it would have been Avram and Socrates. He would never have played with Jolebas as another centre-back. What's the other option then? Play Envila centre-back with, with Socrates. I don't like to lose Envila in the middle. Um, in any case, the coach is trying things uh, ahead of next season. Maybe some, some might argue that he's, he's fiddling around too much. But what does it cost us? It costs us nothing. I think the, in the end, today, it was a good wake-up call. If we're to face Bauk again at the end of the season... Uh, I think we learned some things and um, bottom line, at the end of the season, we're going to be celebrating the title, hopefully the double, and Bark's going to be celebrating a 2-0 win that meant nothing for us at the end of the season. Park will be celebrating being given the opportunity to make Europe and go out in the group stage again. Um, but yeah, well, and one thing I, I will say, Costa, is I think, the when I think Wednesday we play Asteras. I think the cup fi the cup uh game is next yeah, wednesday the, the next my bad yeah, yeah yeah but i mean either way asteras another chance to to potentially try things out maybe we see some different players in that game but um i guess it, i can give my my thoughts i it was yeah. funny too on nova sports like they were i think they were expecting like a bigger reaction from from us for like losing to nil or being down to nil and costa was giving them like the reaction like don't really care and i think they were super surprised you know like they were so expecting someone to just be raging and i was a little upset i called like avram out and people were a bit negative on that and i called bruma out and people were a bit negative on that blah 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 blah, blah. 
but yeah, Peter, Avram doesn't do it. I, I said I said it on Nova Sports, and I'll say it here. Avram should not be playing away from home against Pauk. He can play against Asteras. Uh, he can play against Panathinaikos. He can play against Pauk at home. But just like away from home, he's just quite not... Just, he doesn't give it... Go ahead, Costa, yeah. The, 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 the goal, the first goal was a myriad of errors because the crosses come in and then he just... I, I didn't see it the first time round because we were we were following the Nova stream and we were watching the game. And on the replay I noticed that he just kind of kicks it away, but he didn't have the he didn't have the legs to to make a good clearance and it's just come into Zivkovic and uh and he's he's thumped it in and, and Andrutos has turned his back uh, on the on the shot as well. So it's one error after the other. Um Romeo Gate seven, Milista Ligolinica. Romeo Peter doesn't speak Greek, man. Uh, but I will tell you this: um, there, in the near future, I hope maybe even next week, there might be an episode that's Greek only with a Greek guest. Stay tuned. That was a good. I, uh, I, I do know what Milicia Ligo Edinica means, though. That's so, good. There you go. He even he even he doesn't doesn't fail to surprise me. But um, <laughs> that's that's. You're pushing my limits there. The The conjugation is still not all the way. Anyway, um, but I mean, guys, I, I need to just like rant about Bruma again. I'm sorry, like beating a dead horse here. But like this guy needs to go. I don't care. I'm sorry. I don't care if I, I, I wouldn't buy this guy for a, a liter of olive oil, man. Like you're like spending actual money on that player when he like just disappears i i can't do it and the thing is like this uh this scouting department we can find a winger from the french second division who's better than bruma and i guarantee it i absolutely guarantee that we can find someone like for cheaper who is better and younger and we can bring them in and keep them and they're not going to be you know just like a waste of space on the wing i'm sorry um Additionally, Masuras and Vrusai on the wings is better than Bruma plus anyone else, even if we don't sign anyone. Um, I am really close to saying that Bruma is not even that much better than Lazar, guys. Maybe I'm, like, blowing it out of proportion, but, like, I I don't see the ceiling, personally, to be honest, Fetanos. Like, I don't see him getting any better. I don't... He's He doesn't finish... Doesn't really like get lots of crosses in. Uh, he's got pace, but for me, I, I've I've seen enough. Yeah, I, I just I don't think he does it. I don't think he's Olympiakos quality, or maybe he's quality to be like the second or third choice. But what the money you're going to pay Bruma is first choice striker winger money, I should say. And he do, he's the, he doesn't do that and. Peter, I agree with you 100%. Like, Marius Roussai has disappeared on us. I know he had that little knee injury, not even a little injury, like a two-month. We don't want to rush him back, to be fair, Lambro. No, I think I, I agree. I, I would rather play him against Asteras, which is like a nothing team, a friendly on Saturday. Wednesday, Wednesday, it's Wednesday. Um, and yeah, see him play then. Andrutos in the midfield, Kenny Lala play uh, at right back. But Bruma just... The, the the problem is, and we, we we brought up to you guys at the beginning of this episode that the Dutch, our Dutch friends who we spoke with off camera are telling us that they're going to push Bruma out the door no matter what they want. His wage is gone. So there's a good opportunity we're going to have to live with Bruma as, as our starting striker for the imminent future. And that's a bit disappointing, guys. That's a bit disappointing. Um, Maybe Addis will take him. <laughs> I, I would trade. Uh, I trade. What's his name? Sande Silva for Bruma. To be honest, I don't well, know. I'm even just saying, like, pay us at the end of the year. Pay us, they just sell him to Adis for like five hundred thousand euros. Goble, it's good with me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, Asteras <laughs> <laughs> uh, is a bit of a nothing team, man. I'm sorry. That's uh, to be honest with you. Um, they have the one Greek right back. They have uh, Kotsiras. Kotsiras. Uh, they have the striker Barales. Barales. They're nothing to him. To the, the goalkeeper, huge player, goalkeeper. scored a goal. Yeah. But he's a former former youth team player of ours, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is he really? I didn't know that. Yeah. But the thing, well, 
Speaking of youth team players, I actually have a question I want to ask, and I think I saw it as a, a comment or like earlier on in the show when we were still doing news. Um, like, can we can we say that Christofiropoulos would would be better to play in this game than Avram? No, no, no. You don't throw a seventeen-year-old kid that's never played in the league in a match against Balk in Tuba. What's he going to do? Make a mistake and give away a goal? Well, well in, 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 <laughs> yeah, but in, in, in Greece, a mistake in a, in a game like that, even one that doesn't mean anything, it is not good. I still People... remember uh, Zolakis, remember Zolakis in the pack Tumba before coronavirus? Do you guys remember? Well, he that? didn't have a bad game. He None didn't have those, a bad but... game, but I remember him getting thrown in there and it was just like this like yeah. 16-year-old. He was just like, so. he looked so like, just like, Holy shit! Like just looking around, you know. Yeah, of I, course. No, I don't. I don't. I'm not a. Um, so I play, play him or play this other kid, Kaloyeropoulos, in the game against Asteras. You can't. You can't throw him in, and he's never played a first team match before in his life. And all of a sudden, he's he's in Dubai, even an empty Dubai, playing against the uh, playing against men. Like, I don't. I, I'm not a. I'm not a big fan. Um, can Maybe I ask a follow-up question then? Yeah. So we don't want to lose Mvila in the midfield. I agree with mm. that. Would you prefer Buhalakis in the center back? No. Or is he too frail? No. You know. No, what? I would have gone. I would have yeah. either gone with Avram and uh, and Socrates out the back. Four four. Uh, even a four four two, four three three, four two three one. Uh, I don't really see the need why to play the. The three four three again today, in particular, he didn't have the players to play it. You don't have Semedo, you don't have Bar. Um, just just go back to something that's that's comfortable and pack the midfield. Normally, the last few years we've played a four three three in Duba whenever we've gone, except for the first season where where we had Nacho in in midfield and and we went out all guns blazing, and I think we lost two or three three one that game in, in Martins's first season. But otherwise, every single game we've gone to Tuba, he's played with a conservative 4-3-3 with a holding midfielder and then two, two six eights uh, in centre mid. And today he's kind of, I don't know, he's he's tried, uh, he's been trying and testing things like a, like a pre-season friendly, essentially. I re- this comment is really good. Um, like... you throw throw greek youngsters in greek derbies they make one mistake and then you know like yeah blah 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 from the taverna will tell you avram should be playing you know what i mean and and this is this is that this is a big problem with our culture and they talked about it on the on the nova sports thing we were on they were like greek teams always want to win no matter what like i remember um like the Gate 7 went and talked to the players and congratulated them for doing so well. But they told them, like, don't lose any of these derbies in the playoffs. We still expect you to win every single one. And, like, sure, I prescribed from that as well. But, like, if we're going to lose a game after clinching the title, playing with Sulis, maybe one of these uh, younger center backs, Solakis, like, am I going to be really upset? I think it's a – if we're looking on the large scheme of things – it would be fantastic to see these kids play in empty stadiums. We have to reiterate, empty stadiums against big opposition. You know what I mean? They're going to get that level, but they're also not in a stadium where they're going to get whistled and booed. Or they're not in a stadium where it's like there's people throwing stuff at them and it's like fire all around them. You know, so in the I think still, way, if you make a mistake, yeah. the papers are going to, That's you know, you still have to read the paper the next day and and... I mean, if depending on how bad of a mistake it is, when fans come back in the stands, you probably you might have to still be reminded about the mistake you've made, depending on how bad it was. Yeah, I I, I don't know, guys, and I don't know I, I don't know if you guys know this, but the under 19s in Greece have not been playing all year, so these guys haven't been playing games, let alone youth games. You know, so like you're gonna throw in these kids who've just been training all year to play, so. I think we got to give them some slack for that as well. They, these kids have been not been playing like any football all year. So, so again, I, I I might not agree with you know playing Christophilopoulos today, but but the the remainder of the games that we have left, they we have to see some of these kids like Surlis. There's a comment earlier on that I want to bring up um, from Petros Katsaros. Sign Sydney Tavares. He's young and exciting. This is what we need. 
I don't know who Sidney Tavares is. He's an under-23 Leicester player from Portugal. Is he better than Vasilis Surlis? I haven't seen Vasilis Surlis play enough. But I would rather see Vasilis Surlis get some games at the end of this season and see what he's about and whether we can use him next season before I go and sign somebody called Sidney Tavares, who before last week I'd never heard of in my life. That's what I don't get with all of this. I mean, obviously, like the the papers are starting to try and find things to write and keep uh, keep readers clicking and keep readers uh, reading their stuff. And there's just one name after the other. Uh, Olsen from some Swedish team. Uh, the Belhanda thing that's, you know, tomorrow Belhanda is going to answer. Oh, Fenerbahce is in for Belhanda now. It's going to take another week. And just fodder for the fans and the readers. So... I really do like, like I've said before. I want to see these uh, these players that we've had on the bench. Uh, Surlis, uh, I hope I hope uh, Brusai gets some games. I know that he's uh, probably being um, they're probably being cautious with him. He's coming back from a knee injury, so no need to rush him back. I agree with what Peter said, but we have to see if these guys can play next year, um, and we have to. I think we have to give some priority to our own. Yeah, and if I can just say something, I I really wish the mentality was like some of these guys should be sent on vacation from right now, like who are not going to be here next year. You know what I mean? Like Mohamed Drager, Thiago Silva, it, it pains me to say it, but maybe even Hugo Kuypers. Like some of these guys should literally just be sent. Like you guys aren't going to be here past the summer, so just go on vacation. Your Your services are done. For me... That's what needs to be done. And I know that's a bit mean, but Thiago Silva's not going to be here next year, guys. He's going back to Nottingham Forest. I'm, I promise you that. And Drager as well. Like, you, you can look down the squad list sometimes and you can just be like, is this guy really, like, why is he in the squad list? So that's what I would do. But I know that's never going to happen. We're going to see Thiago Silva against Tripoli probably. It's just disappointing. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I probably agree with you, Lambro. Um, I honestly also wouldn't mind, like, some of our players who are going to be here next year getting a bit of a vacation as well um, because these games don't matter as much as the games in July are going to. And those July qualifiers, they creep up on you uh, as well. Um, we'll be talking about those in no time, to be honest with you. So... Um, this is also true. This comment, like, T I was reading uh, some comments on Twitter, and like, non-enforced fans were like, "Tiago Silva's brilliant. We want him back. Like, he's so much better than Bukhalak. He's blah blah blah." Like, what football do they watch there? Like, <laughs> they watch the highlight tapes. I yeah, but they're having a horrible season too. Yeah, yeah. so they want him back really bad. So, good luck, good riddance. Like, all the I'd trade Kafu for him. <laughs> Ooh, Kafu, the legend. Kafu, legend. Isn't Kafu been like one of their most consistent players as well? Yeah. Anyway, we don't mean to rag on Nottingham Forest too much. We obviously wish them the best, but they're doing quite poorly. Um, but I mean, any any other? I think there were some comments earlier about about Sa. Um, I think we can say Sa played a pretty solid game. Like the second goal, I guess um, he sort of came out and and let Zivkovic get by him, but it's difficult for a goalkeeper to to do that. Um, the first great goal, pass. yeah, it was a beautiful ball. And the first goal was first time, incredible strike, like actually an incredibly impressive goal, I would say. Um, yeah, I mean, I saw made a lot of really important saves, especially in the first half as well. So, um, of course, hats off to him once again, hopefully nobody else is watching and he doesn't leave, but, um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, he was one of the few bright spots for me today, I would say. Um, but every, uh, you know, second half was, was pretty stagnant. You know, we didn't pauk were dangerous on the counter for a lot of the game as well. I thought the game was quite open in general. I mean, yep. we, we started quite brightly in the first 15 minutes. There were those offsides where we got, we got pulled back. Uh, there was the, even, even the Andruzos header, I think it was from, I think, I, I think Masuras was, was offside when he's made the run down the left-hand side, but it looked like. It looked like we were penetrating quite well. And uh, I tried to make sense of the 3-4-3 that Pablo Garcia set out for, for Bauk because that 
that surprised me when I when I saw their lineup. I thought, what's he trying to do here? And it looked like they were trying to to block the inside forwards. He, he knows that Masuras and, and Bruma are going to be acting more like inside forwards than, than wingers. Um, but but in the first 15 minutes, we were we were cutting through their defense like a hot knife through butter. Whether it was you know, Bruma on the right hand side or or Masuras, there were plenty of times that we got in behind. We looked dangerous. Uh, Rabchuk got away on the left hand side. Uh, Andrutos was was going up, and he was okay. He was leaving leaving some space in behind for the for the for Pauk to counter. But um, I mean, then the the game balanced out, and sec- second half we did nothing. Uh, second half we really, I thought we did nothing. And um, but e- even even if that's the case, you, it's one of those games where basically they had two shots on target uh, in the second half, and they scored two goals. And in the first half, they had that one um, that one occasion on the thirty fourth minute where I think. Swiderski lays it off to Zivkovic and Saar makes that incredible save that's deflected off Avram's leg and he's already falling over and he instinctively moves his hand the other way and makes a great block. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, that that's pretty much the game like summarised. Uh, wasn't wasn't pretty, but okay, in the end, Pauk, Pauk take the win. Yeah. Honestly, too, as we were like doing that stream thing, I, like they were like three minutes ahead of us and watching. It was so difficult to watch the game. I don't know if you found that the same. Yeah. I, I just found that second half. Like before they scored the goal, they were coming to us. And I was going to say the system has worked. We've had chances. We just haven't scored. We had like the Masuras yeah. chance, the Bruma chance, a few others. And I thought it worked fine. And then in the second half, just like nothing went to plan after that early goal. And... Again, it's just finish then, the chances, you know, finish the goddamn chances like when you do. It's like almost like it was almost like a European night tonight, which sounds weird, but it's just like like that was the game script of a lot of European games where we have the chances in the first half, look good, didn't finish the chances. We end up going home extremely disappointed because we just didn't do it and tonight i was i was disappointed in bruma lefteris i see your comment i put it up i'm disappointed in bruma but i was disappointed in uh andres buhalakis tonight i um i felt like he didn't do much i at all as well as jan mvi i thought the middle of the park we got bossed which is a bit a bit embarrassing to say um i think tonight the 4-3-3 as costa said earlier would have been nice you know uh with with that midfield three would would have bossed Pauk in their three four three. It would have been the perfect reaction to their three four three in the second half, bringing on Kamara for Hulepas uh, or Avram. But anyway, we're nitpicking. Um, I I see a comment about Oleg. I I I I've I seen the same thing on halftime on people on Twitter. People were saying Oleg's not good enough. Like guys, come on, come on. I think he's good enough. Just we we just the the coach gave the players vacation and they didn't train and they won the championship come on let's just relax a little bit about Oleg. there might be an element of mind games in the in this game too huh because if we do get past pass in the cup it's likely it's going to be park in the final so you wouldn't want to show all your cards in the game that we play against them today so I think I think there could be an element of that too. I saw that Pablo Garcia was quite quite reserved in his post-match commentary. He didn't say uh, you know the usual bullshit he gave last time, where he was uh, he was saying uh, we proved we were um, we proved we were on the same level and so on and so forth after we uh, after the first game that we played them um, during the regular season. So I think there might be an element of that too. But frankly, as well, I just. It's hard, man, when you're a player, you've just won the league and you're going over there and you're like, why should I, why should I, you know, go in for the big tackle and injure myself and risk, risk getting hurt before, before the season ends in preseason? I think whether we like it or not, that's, that's fact. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like I said, I, I kind of had a feeling we were going to lose this game. Uh, it's disappointing to do so in, in a way when, like you said, Costa, they had two shots on target and scored two goals. And um, both the goals were sort of like 
I mean, they were very nice goals. I have to say, like, you know, I'm not trying to insult Falk here, but like, yeah. you know, it's it's like, oh, you're gonna score that, okay? Like, fair enough. You know, w- what can we do about that? Um, in a way, I mean, of course, like you know, we said on the first goal there were mistakes, but like that finish was still excellent. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I, I know, like Costa, you've you've said, and we've kind of all said, like, who cares about the cup, really? I do want to win the cup, um, mainly just like it's it's sort of a way to once again assert our dominance in Greece that we win the double two years in a row. Like that's something I would like to say that we've done. Um, I understand not caring enough about it to invest, you know, you know, in especially like when we were still in Europe. Like I'm not going to say we should invest all this, uh, all these player minutes in the cup, and then, but I mean now, I mean I would say those are the most meaningful games left because we've won the league. But, um, and, and so I, I am interested in that. Um, and Yanina is going to be an interesting matchup. I think we have a good chance of winning, but they are a very tough team to play against. We've had a lot of trouble with them. And I also agree that um, we wouldn't want to show our hand too much because Pauk are up 1-0 on Ike uh, and had the away goal, and they're likely to be facing us in the final. And who knows, maybe in the final, we move back to a four at the back formation. This is an interesting uh, point from Vios. Kasami and Milivojevic were the best midfield duo we've had in the last six, seven years. Ooh. I love Kasami. That's a big big statement, my friend. Um, I don't know about that. I like Kasami and I like Milivojevic. Kasami on his day is top class, but his days were kind of one in five. He'd have a game that was a nine out of 10 or a 10 out of 10. And then he'd play three or four games that were a six or a five or a seven. It was just a bit too inconsistent for me. And I think that's followed him around his entire career. I've heard it's improved in Switzerland, but Milivojevic certainly one of the best DMs that we've had in the past few years. But I tell you what, this midfield that we have today is not bad. Eh? Kamara and Envia. One I have, for me one of the for the modern game like how how football's evolved I think for Olympiacos that's a that's a quality pairing and I think I mean we've said it before but Jan and Bia was the biggest signing that we made this season without a shadow of a doubt the 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 best signing that came to Greece he's uh, he's been absolutely absolutely fantastic and I tell you what I wouldn't mind seeing wouldn't have mind to see Envia play with Guillerme either. That would have been a sight. Yeah, yeah. The three-man midfield, that would have been the three-man midfield of MV, Aguirre, man, Nadia. Camara. Wow. That's like, that's, uh, that's, that's that top Champions League level midfield for me. Like, that's super, that's something Arsenal don't have. That's something a lot of these, oh, Jesus, I just. <laughs> Are you Beth dreaming now? Next season, Pepe, X, Thiago, Silva, Fire. Oh, God. The oh, thing God. is, guys, Madi, like, what do you guys think the chances are Madi is on our team next season? Nah, very There's low. No chance. Yeah. So very low. every night we don't see Madi play 90 minutes, I get a little pain because this is the last season. Uh, Madi's going to be an Olympiacos player. And, you know, it pains me to, like, have to watch him play for, like, 20 minutes, you know, because this is it. Like, you know, the final dance, last dance, as they say. So, But he sticks out like a sore thumb, even when he's on for 20 minutes. And he did today a couple of touches on the ball and just like, yeah, okay. His quickness, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna, he's gonna go, man. And he deserves it. So it is what it is. Fetanos. Um, the cup final is on the 22nd of May. So Fetanos is asking, is there two weeks between the first UCL qualifiers and the Greek Cup final? Cup finals on the 22nd of May. And now the issue is if we if we play in the first round of the Champions League qualifiers, then that means that we'll have to start pre-season the first week of June because we'll be playing the first week of July in the first round. If we're playing in the second round, the second round qualifiers start around the 14th of July, which gives us an extra week holiday. And that's why there was this request from the club to play the cup game, the cup final earlier, so that the team and all the teams would have more rest going into qualification. Of course, that was rejected because for Aik, Balk, Bantanaikos, teams chasing European football, they um, 
they 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 want to prioritize they want to prioritize the league and keep things as they are so well i mean and so when we bring summer transfers in they will be part of the team starting july 1st like officially like those those are the first games that they'll be able to take part in yeah um, so they won't really even get preseason friendlies is basically i mean you that's know. why that's probably explains why we're trying to bring in players like Belhanda and get them wrapped up and signed and you know in in the Olympiacos uniform as quickly as we can because right. qualifiers are starting early but there's also there's euros to consider this summer uh so i mean who's going to be gone saw might be gone saw might be they might so go they they're they're yeah he might be gone um that's something we haven't talked about actually isn't it i will just be saw Serbia is Serbia Tomato. in like there's Tomato a small shot they pick well. Lazar, but honestly, like, does it really even matter? Tomato is um, going to be gone. Sal's going to oh, be gone. Tomato, yeah. Um, Tomato, I, I, Tomato, I think has a higher chance of being gone than Saw. And oh, I, um, I think Saw with the release clause has a better chance to be honest, right? Because Tomato resigned the contract. So, you know, guys, one player we might need to see and not. Um, you know, we could play Zolakis. I, I'm get, I, you know, assuming we don't have a goalkeeper in on July 1st, if we replace Sa, um, we might have to use Zolakis or Christensen in these European games, the early European games. Um, and I actually think Christensen, if he gets a couple games in before the season ends, like could do a decent job. Like, I don't really, I understand like Zolakis is like going to be very good. Um, and he would probably do a decent job as well, but like, I, I don't really understand why Christensen choose to come chose to come here, um, but I think he could potentially do a job if called upon in some of those early European games. Like he's been decent from what we've seen, but I, I also don't know what the club are going to do. Maybe they will wait to sell Sa until a later date or something, but that might also have ramifications. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Christensen, I think, could do the job. And so, to just to clear this point up for all the fans, we're going to be playing these qualifying games while the European Championships are going on. Is that what I heard? Yeah. So that's what that's the deal. Okay. So Vio uh, just... said we need an experience, an, an Ella Rabi type experience kind of winger. Just uh, on, on the way. If, 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 if I may, on the goalkeeper point, uh, we ran a poll last week and we asked the question. With Saar likely to leave at the end of the season, what do we do for the rest of the season with a goalkeeping situation? Do we play Zolakis? Do we play Christensen? Or do we share the goalkeeper's position for the rest of the season? 65% say play Zolakis. 13% say play Christensen. And 22% say share the goalkeeper position. Uh, the goalkeeper position. That's on a, on a poll where we had more than 300 people replying. It's not not a bad sample. It gives you an idea. Um, I think my 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 feelings on this are very clear. I want to see Zolagis play the rest of the games this season because I want to know what this kid can do. He's already played in pressure games. I don't understand why he doesn't get a run out in these kinds of games with the league over, no fans, no extra pressure. For me, he needs to play. I, I'm not going to disagree with you there, Costa. I think um, Fetano said as well, <laughs> the opponents in the first round are going to be like Finnish and Estonian teams. So maybe Tzolakis could do do just fine. Um, I'll, 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 I'll see that argument. Um, but what I find ironic is that the poll doesn't include play Sa every day till the end of the season because that's probably what we're going to end up seeing at this point. Maybe Tzolakis. I remember last year, like at the end of last year, we would like sub Tzolakis on with 15 minutes left. I remember Martin's doing that a few times and it's like, okay, um, I guess, I guess we're going to do that then. But um, I definitely in, in these, I like, I love to see Tzolakis against Asteras on Wednesday. Um, I think that's like a great game. I mean, he is, he is, I genuinely think he's like one of the best young goalkeepers in Europe. Um, I, and I, the reason I don't think that's a bold claim to make is because uh, goalkeepers generally take a longer time to develop. And like, you know, you see like 17 year old, like Jude Bellingham scoring in the Champions League from midfield. It's not often you see like a 17, 18 year old goalkeeper 
like playing in big games, first team football. So, um, I mean, I, I like, and I agree that he needs to get game time to grow. So I definitely want to see more of him. I think he's incredibly talented. Um, and when he gets older, he's, I, hopefully he is, you know, he could play for 20 years for Olympiacos and be a legend in our club when it's all said and done, that would be a dream scenario for him. Or maybe he becomes too good for Olympiacos and gets sold when he's like 22 years old. I mean, there, there are very, the, the keepers that you mentioned, they're few and far between, like young keepers that, that have broken. That's into what I mean, club. yeah. Absolutely. No, you're, you're right. I can't think of many, like Ike Casillas always comes to my mind. The one, uh, the one that I've seen this year, I remember this was, um, I want to say Dynamo Kiev, uh, this kid, and I forget his name, but he was like 18 years old and he played against Barcelona and did a very good job um, in the group stage. But I mean, that's like, I mean, genuinely, if you know, you think about, you can name an 18 year old player at most outfield positions, but there aren't very many goalkeepers, especially at the big clubs that are currently as young as Tovakis is and playing first team football at all. So, I mean, he's an incredibly promising player and I hope, uh, I, I do hope we can see a, a good handful of him. I think I'd like to see, a lot of him and then some of Christensen as well, but maybe we can just get rid of Christensen. Who knows what the deal is with him? Like I said, I don't know why he chose to come here. Vios got jokes. We keep on Kam dreaming. Kamavinga. I heard Kamavinga doesn't want to renew his contract with Ren, Karen Book and make the deal. Why not? <laughs> nice one, man. I think we're more likely to bring Milivojevic back. Jan and Vila has the connection with Ren. He yeah, was and Peter... Peter, I, I also should give a shout out to Martial's piece on our website, which talks about deals from France. I don't remember seeing Kamavinga on the list, but maybe he forgot him. I don't know. He's a bit expensive, even for the chairman. Is that one up yet, Lambert, or is it is it coming out soon? I think it's yep. on its way out soon. I think like it's keep your eyes open for that yep. one. It's going to be out tomorrow morning. I made a mistake. Yep. But um, we're, we're getting to about an hour, folks. So, I mean, we can, I guess I don't really want to do man of the match. Like, you know, yeah. I, I would say it's saw personally, but uh, we can do coaches grade. Um, we've talked at length about the 343. Uh, I, I don't want to say like, you know, I think it's, it would have been difficult for me to be honest, to expect a result, like, at least a win today. Um, the players are not, as Costa said, in the in the frame of mind to be playing super hard in in these types of games when they've just celebrated winning a championship for a week. I'll say um, maybe a B minus for for Martins. Um, he he didn't have two center backs with him today, Bond Semedo, um, so that has to be factored in as well. Like, there's not a good option to pair with Socrates, and so I mean, whether it's three four three or what, like. It's not great, but I probably would have preferred something like the 4-3-3 today. Um, but it is what it is. I think B- minus maybe for me, for Martins. What do you think, Costa? Yeah, it's 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 hard to point at a man of the match as well. I'd, if I had to point at anybody, it'd probably be Jose Sar for that save that he made on the 34th minute. Um, that, for me, was really the, the, the highlight from... From from our players, I think that was a fantastic save. Really, I'm I'm really trying very hard to think. El Arabi had a quiet night. I thought Masuras was quite lively. Nah, but uh, coach B B minus. Yeah, I think he could have chosen a different system today. But you know the the Avram Papadopoulos thing. It's respect, man. I mean, whatever we. You can't. There's not really much you can say. I don't. You don't want to shit on him because of you know a mistake that he made. He's been such a fantastic servant of the club for so many years. Uh, he's an important piece in the dressing room, and that's what he'll become come next season. And uh, you know the coach tried to reward him today, gave him the opportunity, but um, I think the lesson learned today is that if you don't have both Bar and Semedo fit. You can't play that three four three. You need the you need the players to play that formation, and I don't think we, in spite of starting well, I don't. I think it was too much of a risk. 
Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Um, also, people asked, what about our website, gate7intl.com? Check it out. New blog posts come in almost every day. Uh, yeah, on topics you guys like. Not always about the same stuff. Fun stuff. It's always fun stuff, I should say. Uh, yeah, guys, for me tonight, I just, I will, I don't know. C plus, B minus. I was disappointed with some things, but really couldn't care. To to give you another disappointment, disappointed in Fortunis a bit tonight. Seemed a bit off it, but the whole team seemed to be off it. So am I really going to throw him under the bus? Not really. Matteo Valbuena didn't play play great as well. But okay, yeah. Um, C plus. And we're not doing man of the matches. I guess uh, if I had to give a man of the match, Man, it's tough. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, I'm not. That's right. I'm not gonna do it because it's just too hard. So that's all I got, guys. Man of the match, Yanni Masuras for his great interview on uh, Nova Sports. True. Worst of the match, freaking Stefano Scapino. Oh, man, what a joke of a player. But just no mentality. This guy's just nothing. Like, I just want to put it out. Like listening to him speak, like clarified it even more. The difference between a Yanni Masuras who is speaking. And the Stefano Scopino is huge. Like, just. Well, thank you for that, Nandro. <laughs> I'm just, I, Stefano Scopino is like never coming on for a Legends interview. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> he's not. He's not getting any. I. I. I just will never forgive him for the Ike game. I'm sorry. I had to say it. I had to say it. Well, speaking of Legends interviews, people don't forget we've just done one with Guillaume Gier, uh, who played for for us in a very turbulent time for Olympiacos. And he had a lot of really interesting and insightful stuff to say about that team. He's a, been had a very successful career in football. And um, I was incredibly impressed by the degree of respect and love that he shows for our club, despite only playing here for one year. And it wasn't even a very good year in the sense that we didn't win the trophy. Um, so huge, huge up to GA for doing that and, and coming on and joining us. Check that interview out if you haven't. And additionally, on our blog, uh, our resident French writer, um, we do have blog posts in three different languages. So we have some Greek writers, English writers, and French writers. But uh, our resident French writer, Martial, at Olympiacos France, uh, did a very nice piece summarizing the GA interview for us in French. So, um, of course, if you don't know French, feel free to click Google Translate. And, you know, it's easy to read in any language. But... Um, yeah, uh, feel free to to uh, check that out, GA. He was a great guy. He was very nice to come on and chat with us about the team for an hour. And uh, yeah, give it a listen. Um, respect to GA, totally. Uh, anyway, thank you all very much for listening, especially if you've made it this far. Um, we will be back sometime next week. I don't know exactly what day we're dropping the episode yet, but we'll discuss Asteras. I'm sure there will be many, many things to discuss for this huge game against the big club that is Asteras Tripoli. Um, hopefully, maybe we see Tzolakis or some young players. I could probably talk about Tzolakis for an hour if he plays tomorrow or uh, against Asteras, so that'll give us some filler for the podcast. Um, but besides that, uh, enjoy the rest of your week, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in if you're listening live and also uh, if you're listening later. So I, if, if you guys don't have anything else to say, I think we'll wrap it up there. There could be a surprise coming very oh. soon. Yeah. Keep your eyes open. Gate 7 INTL social media. Anyway. www.gate7intl.com. Check it out. If you haven't subscribed and you're listening and you like what you're listening to, go over to YouTube, hit subscribe. More content coming this way. Yep. Totally. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. We'll see you very soon. You just listened to an episode of the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Brussels to Tokyo, from Toronto to Geneva. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you will never miss out on the latest updates and stories of the team you love. If you liked what you heard, make sure to follow us on social media at Gate7INTL Give us a subscribe on YouTube or even leave a review on all our podcast channels. Until next time, this is our team, 
our city and our story. Τρίλος είσαι, στο μυαλό κάτι μαγικό.